the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house, and she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. This morning, let's be gentle with Martha, because Martha is one of us. Martha is a bit of an artist. The welcoming and the cooking and the cleaning and the hosting and the serving gush from her soul especially when Jesus is her guest. But as Pope John Paul II once observed, artists suffer a special kind of pain because they can imagine a work in their heads, but they can never execute it perfectly with their hands. They can never actually achieve what they can conceive. And that anguish of unmet ambition can drive them mad. There is a bit of that madness in Martha this morning. She is a beautiful soul, trying to do her best, but she has lost her way. She knows that love means doing good, and she is trying to do good. She takes Jesus' well-being personally, and her work is undeniably admirable, hospitable to the jot and to the tittle. And yet this morning, something is off. Something has gone wrong. Joy is the mark of the gospel, and Martha is short on joy. In fact, she is unenjoyably anxious, and her unjoy is compounded by seeing her sister at holy leisure, sitting at Jesus' feet as one of Jesus' disciples soaking up everything that Jesus is pouring out, lovely and serene. It is all because, verse 40, Martha was distracted with much serving. Busy plus anxious is a painful combination. Her work owns her and dominates her and disrupts her. Martha's hyper-hospitality drags her all around the house, 
irritating her and finally breaking her in little pieces. This is not at all the day that she had imagined. So finally, Martha asks a very honest question. Jesus, don't you care about me? In the midst of her own party, at her own house, showcasing her own artistry of hospitality, with Jesus Christ himself as her special guest, she is left feeling all alone and unloved, isolated and alienated and unappreciated, even though she is doing the work of her dreams. She is so good and so accomplished and so admired and so artistic and so industrious and so conscientious and so miserable. Jesus, don't you care about me? We have asked that question too and probably when the stakes were much higher than brunch for 20. And though it feels right and fair and just to ask, we should recognize that this is the first and most basic temptation. This is the temptation that crashed Eden Every sin starts with this lie, and this is the lie that starts every sin. Jesus doesn't care about me. Jesus doesn't love me. If you ever start believing that, you are done for. So Martha asks, Jesus, don't you care about me? And Jesus answers, Implicitly, Jesus replies, no. No, I do not care about you. No, I do not love you. At least, not in the way that you want to be loved. I am here to help you. But loving you in the way that you want to be loved is not best for you. Martha, my dear friend, you are anxious and troubled about many things verse 41, and these many things are actually good and important. But you are so focused on them that you are missing me. That you recognize is a very old story. As Maximus of Turin points out, Adam lost paradise for an apple and Esau traded his honor as Isaac's firstborn son for a lentil. And Judas laid down his office as apostle for a morsel of bread dipped in a bowl, making him a traitor. And what else have we lost for getting the order wrong? for loving good things more than the great one who created us and our good things. 
What have we suffered for honoring the work more than the creator who gave us our work to do? Disorder is the classic definition of sin. When things, even good things and good works and good intentions, get out ahead of Jesus himself and keep us from being his disciples. From sitting quietly at Jesus' feet and soaking up the gifts that are pouring out of him. It was said of the brilliant Renaissance artist Fra Angelico that he never picked up his brush without having prayed first. He who does Christ's work, he said, must stay with Christ always. So that is the artist's cure and Martha's cure and your cure and mine to start with Christ and then to stay with Christ. That starting and staying is the joy of Mary. It is the reason that Jesus came to Mary and to Martha. And it is the reason that Jesus comes to us again today. The Sabbath is meant for sitting sitting at Jesus' feet as his disciples, for soaking up all that he is pouring out, for becoming more lovely and more serene. Being here with us in his word and sacraments is Jesus' way of loving us, correcting us and consoling us and forgiving us and embracing us and blessing us. With the touch of his words and baptism and absolution and Eucharist, quite directly, but also gently and kindly, so that we may flourish again. This is Jesus' way of reordering us. This is Jesus' way of smashing our idols, because it is the idols that make us so unhappy. And then putting our first things first, as he did for Martha this morning. He loves us, and we love him back, as first in our lives. And so again this morning, we join Mary and her now calm sister, Martha, at his feet, as his disciples, as artists at work, enjoying all the true and good and beautiful things that Jesus delivers here today, starting with his own flesh and blood and with his forgiveness. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.